So if you, if you have our Bibles this morning, turn with me to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. In verse 16, the Bible says this, Paul writes, he says, this is, that is why we never give up. Say that with me, I won't give up. This is why we never give up, Paul says, though our bodies are dying, our inner strength in the Lord is growing every day. Amen. Though our bodies are dying, Paul says, our inner strength in the Lord is growing every day. He says, these troubles and sufferings of ours are, after all, quite small and won't last very long. Yet, this short time of distress will result in God's richest blessing upon us forever and ever. He says, so we don't look at what we can see right now, the troubles all around us, but we look forward to the joys in heaven, which we have not yet seen. The troubles will soon be over, but the joys to come will last forever. Let's bow our heads as we pray this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord, I ask that you would take over this morning, Lord. Use me as a vessel, as a mouthpiece for your word. Help me to decrease, Father, so that you would increase. Lord, help your word to not fall on deaf ears. Help us to apply your word into our lives so that we will see the fruit. We will see the blessings. We will reap those things in our lives because of obedience because of us following you. Lord, help us to put you first in our lives. Help us to be attentive this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. The church says amen and amen. I read this quote. It says, a man was driving in the country one day and he saw an old man sitting on a fence watching the cars go by. Stopping to pass the time of day the traveler said, I never could stand living out here. You don't see anything, and I'm sure you don't travel like I do. I'm on the go all the time. The old man on the fence looked down at the stranger and said, I can't see much difference in what I'm doing and what you're doing. I sit on the fence and watch the cars go by, and you sit in, the, in your car and watch the fences go by. It's just the way you look at things. I titled this message this morning, A Matter of Perspective. A Matter of Perspective. All kinds of things happen in life, don't they? Yes? Any of you ever experience all kinds of crazy things in life? The uncertainties and the challenges make it very difficult at times. Attitude or perspective can make all the difference. You know, it's kind of that half-empty, half-full mentality. Where do you find yourself? We know that many things come down to a matter of perspective. How we view things. And it's very important that we have the right view 
on things in life. Why? Because we're going to face so many things. You're facing possibly many things right now in your life. And if you would, if you would have the right perspective, things would go a lot more smooth. You would see, you would see that God is at work in your life. But it's all in us choosing which perspective we're going to have. Are we going to see life as half empty? Or are we going to see it as half full? And this is what God seeks for you and I to develop and to strengthen this morning is our perspective. Why? Because it affects everything. It affects everything. Everything. And the congregation, you and I, God's church, for us to have the right perspective is so key for you and I to experience church growth God's way. We need to have the right perspective. Because you can... You can have something take place in your life and, and, and you, can, you, know, you, can, you can look at it and find all the negative. Because I'm telling you right now, I mentioned this before, it's easy to point out negative things in life. You don't have to search very far to find negative things. But why is it so difficult at times for us to see the good in things? For us to see the good in people. Many of us right away will look at someone and will we'll begin to point out all the negatives about this individual. Oh, he or she talks too much. Oh, they're always in my business. They're always judging. Well, what are you doing right now? <laughs> And we can find all these things about people, but many times it's a little difficult for us to find the good. It's a little more tough to point out their qualities. And this is what God needs us to develop in our lives. Why? Because we are the body of Christ. Yes? Are we the body of Christ this morning? All right. I'm in the right place then. We are to build each other up. It's easy to tear down. We can do that without even thinking we can tear someone down. But God isn't calling us to tear people down. He's calling us to build each other up. He's calling us to encourage one another. If we are to finish this race that Paul says that we are in, then we're going to have to do this together. Yes, do you believe that? No one here is on a solo mission. Yes, you are, you are on your walk and journey with God, but we're doing this together. You're not alone in this. That person sitting next to you is supposed to be helping you. That person sitting next to you is supposed to be encouraging you. And vice versa. You need to be encouraging that individual as well. Why? Because that person matters to God just as you matter to God. 
And we are the body of Christ. We are one unit, the Bible says. We are to work and operate as one. The Bible says, I need you to to grasp this. I need you to grasp the importance of perspective. I read this story. It says two shoe salesmen were sent to Africa. One sent a telegram home that said, get me home. Nobody here wears shoes. The other salesman's telegram said, send me all the shoes you can. Nobody here wears shoes. It's all a matter of perspective. It's all on how you look at things. Oh, you can, you can be facing many, many trials in your life right now. But how many of those trials have you created by the way you're looking at it? Ooh. How many of those things do you call in your life trials and, 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 and opposition, but you call them that only because it's a matter of perspective? We're not seeing things as opportunities. First point this morning is proper perspective sees problems as possibilities. You and I need to start seeing things as possibilities. Possibilities. The next time someone gets in your face, it's a possibility. Not a possibility for you to smack them. (laughs) It's a possibility for them to see Christ in you. Ooh. It's an opportunity to see something different in the way you react. Because they've seen the same reaction year over year, time after time. They've been doing this all their lives, maybe. And they, they know how to push people's buttons. And they want to push yours. But guess what? Those same buttons that they were pushing on someone else, it's going to go different with you. Why? Because you know God. They're not going to get that same reaction. Why? Because of your relationship with God has caused you to act different, has caused you to react different. We shouldn't be reacting like the world reacts, church. We shouldn't be talking like the world talks. We shouldn't even be thinking like the world thinks. Why? Because the Bible says that we are not of this world. You and I are not of this world. That's an awesome thing because you can look out and you can see all the negative things and you can say, why am I here? God says, you're not of this world. What you see around you isn't you. That's why you need to go to my word, God says, so that you can understand who you are. The purpose that I have given to you. See, problems are normal in life, aren't they? It's normal for every single one of us. We're all going to face them. Chuck Swindoll stated this. He says, we are all faced with a series of great opportunities brilliantly disguised as impossible situations. Let me read that again. We are all faced with a series of great opportunities brilliantly disguised as impossible situations. Can we see the possibilities? 
Someone once said that they said, if you do not take control of your inner thoughts, you will become a slave to your outer circumstances. You won't be driving your life. The storms and changing weather will. See, what is, what are you allowing to drive you this morning? Are you allowing the outer circumstances to drive your life? Because I'm telling you right now, this will explain, this will explain a lot of our present day circumstances and the way we think. This will explain that. If you allow what's taking place around you to drive you and make you who you are and cause you to think a certain way. Because if you allow those things, we all know that we're headed for disaster. We're headed for some rough times, for some turbulence in our lives. Oh, all the many times, all the many times that I've allowed outer circumstances to determine my attitude, to determine the way I viewed that day. How many times I've allowed that to take place in my life? How many, how many hours and days, months possibly, years hopefully not, that have been robbed, that I have been robbed of because of, the, of a Wrong perspective. See, the key to dealing with our problems is perspective. Our attitude. Just like when the Israelites faced Goliath, that huge giant, Bible says nine foot tall. Nine, can you imagine someone nine feet tall wanting to beat you up? not just beat you up, but kill you. They wanted to, they wanted to kill you. Nine-footer. And I'm sure he wasn't like, you know, a minute bull nine-footer, if you know basketball back in the days. Yeah, George does. Minute bull was like, like eight foot and like 100 pounds. <laughs> Goliath wasn't a small guy. The armor that he was carrying stated that he wasn't a small guy. Nine foot and ginormous. But young David, little David at the time, when everyone else saw Goliath as someone that was too big, David saw Goliath as a target too big to miss. And this is a matter of perspective. This is what we're talking about when God says that you need to change your perspective, change the way you see circumstances. Stop calling them problems. Stop calling them trials. Start calling them possibilities. Start calling them opportunities. Oh, this is an opportunity in my life. Hey, are, you, know, you know, what's happening in your life? Oh, God is giving me a whole lot of opportunities right now. He's just filling my life with opportunities. <laughs> how that would change the way you see things. Philippians 4, 8 through 9 says this, summing it all up, friends, I'd say to you, to, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things 
I love this verse, Philippians 8, uh, 4, 8, and 9. I'd say you do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, things noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you've learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Do that, and God, who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent harmonies. Hmm. He says, instead of thinking the worst, think the best. How many of you need to make some changes this morning? You find yourself thinking of the worst, the worst case scenario, right? Well, this could happen, and this could happen over here. Well, the fact of the matter is, it hasn't happened. Stop thinking about the worst case scenario. And Paul says, start thinking about the best. What can God do in that situation? Think about the beautiful and not the ugly. When you look in the mirror, <laughs> think about the beautiful. I told you earlier, it's going to be a little more difficult to find good sometimes, all right? But you're going to have to find the beautiful when you look in the mirror first thing in the morning. <laughs> God help us all, right? This is not how we look first thing in the morning. But we need to change our perspectives. We need to have a can-do attitude. You need to choose to see problems as possibilities. No problem is going to arise or no situation is going to arise that our church and Christ cannot handle together. Amen? You see, when God meets with us and speaks to us, he may not change our situation, but he's going to change our perspective, how we view these things. Number two is proper perspective sees people in relation to their potential. Very important. I read this quote, which puts things into a better perspective for you and I, because this is all about perspective, right? We need to better understand, and we do this by uh, uh, making things a little more simple for you and I. I. I love simple. I don't know about you. I love simple. Why? Because I can apply simple into my life. Sometimes I don't understand difficult, <laughs> but I understand simple. And so this is the, the best way that I can grow. So this quote puts it very good for us to put into proper perspective how we see people. It says this, it says, when other people take a long time to do something, they're slow. When we take a long time, we're thorough. When they don't do something, they're lazy. When we don't, we're too busy. When they succeed, they're lucky. When we do, we deserve it. 
Isn't this so true about us? It's very true. This is, this is very true of us. And, and, and hearing this, it opens our eyes to see that many times we're the problem. Thank you, Jesus. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. Say, God is helping me. But that is still no excuse. Many times it's how we view things in regards to perspective. Like I said, when it comes to other people, we can point out the negative. But when we look at our own lives, we're going to see, oh, I did this on purpose. Oh, I'm so great. Oh, look at me. You know, kind of like those athletes, you know, when they, when they make a, a three-pointer at the end of the game or when they score a touchdown, it's all about me, right? Look at what I did. Forget all about teamwork. It's all about me. We see that a lot nowadays. But this is people. This is what people do. And you and I fall in the category of people. I'm sorry to bust your bubble this morning. Many times we can say, oh, look at what I did. We could even see mistakes as something that maybe we had intended to do, but don't give grace to others who make mistakes. Whew. We forget about all that God has forgiven us of, but we tend to focus on that, on that splinter that is in the neighbor's eye. God removed that big old log from yours, right? I mean, it, it just kept going and going and going. And then we look at so-and-so, and they got this little speck, and you're like, oh, look at them. Many times we're the issue. And this is why God has this great word for us this morning. Why? Because he cares about us. He wants us. He wants us to see things differently. How do you see people? Do you see them in relation to their potential? Jesus always saw people that way. Jesus always saw the potential in people. And this is what you and I need to grab. You and I need to pull out is others' potential. Write that down. I need to pull out others' potential and utilize it. Not to remove it, but to utilize it. Jesus encouraged people encouraged his disciples to be the individuals that God created them to be. That's what he did. He kept addressing flaws in their lives, right? But in the addressing of flaws, he was, he was able to turn those weaknesses into strengths. If they would listen. Peter couldn't walk on water before Christ. Did you know that? He wasn't doing that just regularly. <laughs> but when he met Christ, Christ pulled out the weakness in him and it became a strength. 
faith became a strength of Peter. And Peter was able to walk on the water with Jesus. That's amazing. Think about that, church. I know we read that and just blow right by it and think it's not really a big deal. Peter walked on water. That's huge. That is huge. Any of you ever take a bath and think of walking on your, the bathtub water? <laughs> probably because it's so dirty in there, you could probably walk in there. <laughs> the kids, just the kids. <laughs> But that's crazy. You got a swimming pool in the backyard and you're walking on the water on your, swim, on your swimming pool? Your neighbors would freak out. They'd probably pass out. Perspective. Jesus saw the potential in these individuals. And he began to pull those things out. He began to, he began to utilize those things in their lives. And this is what you and I must do as leaders, as ministry workers, even as just church attenders. You need to pull out. You need to, you need to, to bring out. Bring out the potential in individuals. Allow God to use your life to build someone else up, to give them an opportunity so that God can use them to their full potential. Just as someone gave to you. Someone saw something in you that was different. When you came into this church, you were all messed up, right? Did any of you come into this church already having everything you needed? You wouldn't be here if that was the case. You wouldn't have walked in these doors if you thought you had everything you needed. Because what would you need from here if that was the case? You didn't need God. You got everything you have. You got everything you need. Why would you need God in your life? No, you were in desperation. You were messed up. We were messed up, and this is why we needed God. You need God in your life. Without him, you're going to be messed up. But when you walked in these doors, someone saw potential. Someone looked at you, and they saw Hey, man, this guy, this, this girl, God wants to do something in their life. God's going to transform them. They begin to see, they begin to see what had not already yet been accomplished. Picture that. They begin to see in your life someone that you didn't even see in the mirror. Why? Because God put that in their vision. God gave them that. God allowed them to see you with him. God allowed them to see God transforming your life. And this is what you and I need to hold on to. If we're, gonna, if we're going to see church growth, we need to see potential in people. You need to do it. No more tearing down. There should never, ever, ever be, we should always be going out of our way to greet someone. There should never, ever be clicks in church. <laughs> this is one, it's one body, the last time I heard. <laughs> it's one body. 
Doesn't matter what you look like, doesn't matter how you talk, doesn't matter how tall or short you are, don't matter. We're one body, and we are to encourage one another. And we are to pull out the potential in each other. I read this quote. It says, if the only tool you have is a hammer, you tend to see every problem as a nail. How many of us see people as the nails? <laughs> and we just have the hammer in our hand. That's our, that's our only tool to fix someone is a hammer. <laughs> God wants to give you more tools, amen? God wants to give you more resources to work with people in, not just hammers. He doesn't want you, he doesn't want you smacking people with hammers here in church. God has different tools, amen? He used different tools for you. Allow him, allow him to equip you with those tools that you need to see the best and bring out the best in others. Lastly here, proper perspective sees the present in relation to God's promise. Proper, proper perspective sees the present in relation to God's promise. In Numbers 13, the Israelites prepared to take possession uh, of the land of Canaan that the Lord had promised to them. Right? You know, the, the promised land, remember that? Land flowing with milk and honey. Moses sent one leader from each of the 12 tribes to scout the land of Canaan. They were to bring back a report of what they saw. And I want to read what took place here in Numbers 13, verse 25. Numbers 13, 25. It says, after exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. They reported to the whole community what they had seen and showed them the fruit they had taken from the land. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. They said, but the people living there are powerful, and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. The Amalekites live in the Negev, and the Hittites and Jebusites and Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan River. It says in verse 30, But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land, he says. We can certainly conquer it. Bible says, but the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They're stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land, they said this, the land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there. The descendants of Anak. 
Next to them, we felt like mere grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. Can you imagine hearing this report from the men that were sent out to go scope out what they were heading into? And they came back and they gave a report from the pulpit, right? The pastor wasn't there, but someone came to the pulpit and they gave you a report. And they said, guys, look, the future does not look bright. We're no, we, there's no way that we can win. The opposition that we're about to face is much greater than us. There's no way we can do it. Quit now. Don't do it. You're going to die. It's inevitable. We can't win. Can you imagine that report coming from the pulpit? Can you imagine? And it was someone who was reputable. It was someone who you trusted. It was someone who you know who you known for a long time. And they gave this report. How would that affect you? How would it affect you? These scouts that were sent, they believed in their minds that they were just mere grasshoppers before giants. They saw themselves as tiny, as weak, as already defeated. See, every battle is won or lost in your mind. Every battle. Every single battle that you face in your life is either won or lost here. It's right here. This is where the battle has already taken place. Before you even get into it, there's a battle taking place right here. Many times, before we even face the battle, we're already defeated up here. We're already thinking worst case scenario, remember that? Worst case scenario. How can I, how can I do this? How can I pull through this? How is this gonna be any good? You've already lost up here. See, it was fear alone that caused the Israelites to miss out on the promise of God. But there were two of the 12 that saw something very different, the Bible says. They had a different perspective. You see, when the others, when the other 10 were giving reports of utter doom and despair, Caleb spoke out because he saw something totally different. The Bible says that when the others were about to throw in the towel, Caleb shouted, Let's go at once to take this land. We can certainly conquer it. That's when someone, that's when someone comes and says, you know what, hey, hey, give me that mic. You don't deserve that mic. Give me that mic. You guys, we're not going to lose. We're going to win. There's no way that we can lose. I've seen this army. I've seen what's up ahead. God has given us victory. 
We can do it. It's going to take teamwork, but we can do it. Don't lose the battle in your minds. You need to have the right perspective. You need to see things as God sees it. You need to remember of God, about God's promises. That that promised land is promised. It's in the word, the promised land. It's promised to us. It's ours. And we need to take hold of it. You go into that battle. You keep moving forward. We're going to conquer. We're going to be victorious in the name of Jesus. He's already given us the victory. He's already paved the way. Joshua 1.8 says this, the, the, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but, but, you shall meditate it, me, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He's with you. As the worship team goes forward this morning. Perspective. God wants to change our perspective. So many things, so many things in our life, so many places we find ourselves are a result of perspective. So many things that we say, so many things that we think is a matter of perspective. It's because maybe sometimes we have the wrong perspective. And so we start saying things that we shouldn't be saying. We start thinking things that we shouldn't be thinking. Why? Because we have the wrong perspective. God wants to bring healing this morning. God wants to open our eyes to see how he sees. To see ourselves as God sees us. To see others as God sees them. To see circumstances and situations that we call problems and trials, to see those things as God sees them. This is what God seeks to change in our lives. And I'll tell you right now, this changes everything. Everything. Tomorrow when you go to work. Oh, I'm sorry, tomorrow's a holiday. Well, whoever, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Tuesday when you go back to work. Perspective. Oh, I don't want to be back at work. But it's a short week, right? It's going to be a short work week, so thank God, amen? I'm getting paid to do this. Thank you, Jesus. I'm able to provide for me and my family. Thank you, Jesus. God, you have given me the ability and the means to 
bringing this kind of provision in my home. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, help me to have the right perspective. Church, I'm telling you right now, everything's gonna change. Everything's gonna change. You see those problems as possibilities, as opportunities, everything's gonna change. It's gonna change for you. It's gonna change for you. When you start refusing to focus on the negative about people and start, and start to, to, to bring out their potential, things are gonna change for you. Things are gonna change in your relationships. Things are gonna change in your ministries. Things are gonna change in this church. It's gonna change. We're gonna see growth. We're gonna see growth like never before. I promise you that. Because when people walk through these doors and all of a sudden they're not being judged, all of a sudden, they're not being looked at with someone's nose up in the air. You're going to look at them and you're going to see the potential. You're going to look at them and you're going to see them how God sees them. That God brought them in. God brought them in to bring restoration in their life. And what you're looking at walking through those doors was you 10 years ago, was you 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, however long it was, that was you walking in those doors. What kept you? What kept you? Was it people being mean to you? Absolutely not, because you would walk straight out. It was people accepting you. It was people loving you. It was people seeing the best in you. That's what kept you. That's what, that's what has you here today, is those reflections of Christ that were in your life. Although Christ isn't here in, in body, we are here as a reflection of Christ. We're a reflection. Allow God to use us as that. We have the Holy Spirit, amen. The Holy Spirit is dwelling within us. Dwelling within us. Reminding us. Encouraging us. Guiding us. God wants to give you the right perspective. And we bow our heads this morning. We bow our heads.